I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. The Lord liveth, and blessed be the rock, and let the God of my salvation be exalted. Thank you. Good morning. Welcome to chapel. My name is Elizabeth Franksnorth. I'm an English and Education senior. Um, it's wonderful to see you all. Today we will be hearing from four seniors, Hallie, Prashansa, Julio, and Michael, about their faith and spirituality as it has been molded and developed throughout their lives and at GC. As we listen to them, let us remember that storytelling and story sharing are ways that we communicate vulnerability, love and understanding in communities. In times of darkness, in times of difficulties, in times that test us, we find solace in stories. As we light the peace candle this morning, let us think of those who tell us stories and send light to those who need them. Let us hold light in our heart as we hear these stories and allow them to flood the darkness. Let us pray. Holiest of storytellers, Hear the words of these seniors and allow them to spread to our minds and hearts. Give us the grace to open our hearts to their words and their experiences. Give these stories light as they spread around us and remind us that we are not alone. We strive to be community together. Thank you for this day and be with us today and this week. Please hold us in love and grace as we maneuver through classes, relationships, and life. Amen. This morning's songs have been chosen by our seniors. Since they choose to share with us, let us choose to share with each other our light and the peace that surrounds us. Please join me in passing the peace to those near you and those aisles away. Peace be with you. Um, please stand again as we sing number two and sing the journey, Hambanati. Mm -hmm. 
Good morning. Um, so my name is Hallie Stengus, and I'm a senior social work major. Um, so I was talk or supposed to say a little bit about what I'm doing next year. Um, right now, my plan is to do Mennonite voluntary service in either Seattle or Tucson. Um, so this is it. I remember sitting um, in the audience for the past three years thinking to myself how happy I was to not be a senior. However, here I am, three and a half weeks from graduation, supposedly standing up here to talk about my four-year Goshen College experience with the intersection of faith within five minutes. Hmm. Since graduation is right around the corner and, our, and emotions are at an all-time high, coupled with motivation to get any schoolwork done at an all-time low, I have put all of my energy into attempting a faux Photoshop website which is seen in this photo of your next friend, mentor, and go-to guy for all questions pertaining to the red, white, and blue. So when this alleged squirrel wrangler, better known as BYCP, asked me to speak, I put off the task until the very last moment by distracting myself in nearly any way possible, cleaning my room, organizing my books, flossing, etc all of which only happen when I'm truly in despair. However, amongst the chaos of flipping my room inside out, I saw something colorful. I gazed at this item in one of my bookshelves, and I realized what this ornately woven mixture of yellows, reds, and oranges was. One of my many journals from my second and third year of college. The only logical next step was to distract myself a bit more by reading through each and every page. Much to my surprise, I found the words in which would inform my thoughts today. These words came from the final day of school last year and read as, I have realized Goshen is my home, so it is hard to leave this behind. I try to remember that change is an essential part of our stories and our existence on earth. Leaving can be a time of reflection and a place to rejoice. Thanks be to our creator, this time and the story is made here. I could directly talk about my faith changing from Christian to non-Christian or how I fell out of place with my old ways of thinking and found a new place within a more academically infused approach to religion. But this seems too forced for what I feel called to say. Instead, in terms of faith, change has been absolute. But even more than that, gratefulness has been the key to whatever state my faith is currently in. As I reflected on my journal entry, I remember thinking the specific thought during my first year. I have never lived with so much love or been this genuinely happy. Perhaps this was because for the first time I felt as though I had found my place amongst the most joyful, brilliantly loving, hilarious group of friends, professors who were deeply invested in my life, in a school where the students' most important tasks are creating an environment that strives for equality and empowerment and encouraging one another to being wholesome, loving people. I began to see this trend of gratefulness emerging in the smallest moments of each day. As I biked back and forth through campus, seeing light radiate from within my peers through a simple smile, talking for hours each night in the rot with friends all, from all over the world, experiencing the presence of powerful women and loving men, or simply hearing laughter resonating in nearby dorm rooms. 
In this, I began my journey towards a new kind of faith based on gratefulness. In the following three years, I was able to explore, discover, and come to a better understanding of myself and the world in which I reside within. I experienced mental illness, many challenging moments that disrupted my perception of humanity, spiritual strain, and long and cold winters. I lived in certain dichotomies which forced budding and growth. In conclusion, the Patriot BYCP posed a lingering question to all of the speakers this morning. In 20 years, what will you remember most about your experience at Goshen College? And this is a question I pose to us all. As a theologian, Henry Nouwen sagely wrote, we are called to live our lives with a deep inner joy and peace. I will remember being blessed, broken, and given, and so deeply loved in my time here. And I will be grateful for the space that formed my college years. Thank you. So hi everybody, for those of you who don't know, my name is Prashansa, and I'm a psych major and a PJCS minor, and I'm graduating in about 25 days, so that's a thing that's happening. Um, my favorite question as the end draws near, and I'm sure this is every senior's favorite question is, so what are you doing after college? And while my answer changes depending on who's asking, and <laughs> what I know. Um, I'm essentially taking a year off, sticking around Goshen and with my friend Dutchin and hopefully working next year somewhere in town and also taking the GRE and applying to grad schools. So that's the plan that will hopefully happen unless a bunch of things go wrong. So we'll see. <laughs> um, so I'm sticking around Goshen because for the most part it has been a very welcoming community that has made me feel so at home. And coming here from 8,000 miles away, I couldn't be happier at how well integrated I feel into the community. When I first got here, people were kind and welcoming, and the stresses of being in a new place were countered by the fact that I was able to make friends right away. I made friends with my ICC peeps, so shout out to ICC. <laughs> And while I'm not super close to those friends anymore, it was nice to immediately establish some connections with people. And as I got to know more and more people and hang out in the dorms, my freshman conversations consisted of talking about religion and philosophy and politics until 4 a.m. in the connectors and then going to get takeout. And these conversations were very good for me because all of a sudden I went from being the one Christian kid among a bunch of like Hindu, Muslim, and Sikh friends to being one kind of Christian kid among lots of different kinds of Christians. And I had one friend in particular who really helped me understand my own perspective better. He questioned every assumption that I put in front of him, and it opened me up to this world of discourse within the Christian religion. So if you don't already have a friend that challenges like all of your beliefs and pushes you into a perpetual existential crisis, I highly recommend it. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, so yeah, conversations like these with my friends and several classes that I took on Wise Third have helped me slowly shape my faith and worldview over the last four years. I came to understand that the central themes that I take away from my Christian upbringing is that of love. 
And while his theme of love translates well to my worldview and my major or how I think about justice, I don't feel great about structure or religion overall. Um, I feel quite disillusioned at times by how confidently people preach what I believe to be oppression with the same religious text from which I drew this central theme of love that I hold so important in my life. Because of these contrasting doctrines that I've observed, I've started feeling a rift between my religion and faith that many of us go through, and I've been through in the past, and it's just come back again. I haven't had too much time to dedicating to figuring out where I stand with this understanding of religion and faith. This last year and a half has not been great for me. My dad had a surprise triple bypass surgery out of the blue, and my mom was diagnosed with ovarian cancer and had to undergo chemotherapy. They're both doing well and recovering, and I was able to visit both of them during their recovery period. And that was a rare miracle that I could do that, and I have the Goshen College administration and all of my professors and teachers to thank for helping me figure out like school at that time in life. Um, but soon after coming back from visiting my friends, my grandma, my mom's mom died last June. And then this last January, my other grandma, my dad's mom died. I don't really know how to process death. I haven't figured it out yet. Adding death to this disconnect that I was already feeling between structural religion and personal faith has been interesting. And processing death from 8,000 miles away has been obnoxious. I couldn't do it. I still can't do it. And I know that grandparents are old and that makes sense and that everybody is going to die one day. And I know that I'm not the only person at Goshen who has had a grandparent die while they're away at college. But I know that I'm among the few who didn't go to go to a memorial service, I didn't get to see where my grandmas were buried, and I didn't get to say goodbye. This is a difficult reality for me to digest. As me and my family go through grief, a lot of my relatives try to console me by saying things like, she's in a better place now, or that she's gone to the kingdom to be with the Most High. And I understand that these are comforting realities for my family, but I don't find much comfort in these statements. My current state of pondering and feeling disillusioned by and disconnected from religion doesn't really allow for an unfettered belief in the afterlife. All I can understand is that someone who, has, who existed has now ceased to be, and I have to continue living in this world as an active contributing member to it. And I want to be clear that I know I'm not the only person who's ever experienced a death in their family while away at college or in general and that this is not how everybody responds, this is just my very personal and specific experience of death. So while I'm at a currently religious low point in my life, I don't feel like it's a spiritual low. While I'm constantly frustrated with institutionalized religion, I feel very connected to a higher being and God, and I feel very sure of my understanding of loving others. And since I understood this value of love from my Christian religion, I still call myself Christian, but I'm hoping that I will slowly learn how to reconcile the various contrasting sects of Christianity that I've witnessed and experienced in my short life. I hope that when I find my way out of grief, I will return to my freshman self of hopeful curiosity towards religion and faith, and I hope I find my way back to some stability. But for now, I'm content feeling adrift. Anytime it gets really overwhelming, there's a video that I like to watch, and that's what we're all going to watch right now. So.
From this distant vantage point, the Earth might not seem of any particular interest. But for us, it's different. Consider again that dot. That's here. That's home. That's us. On it, everyone you love, everyone you know, everyone you ever heard of, every human being who ever was, lived out their lives. The aggregate of our joy and suffering, thousands of confident religions, ideologies, and economic doctrines, every hunter and forager, every hero and coward, every creator and destroyer of civilization, every king and peasant, every young couple in love, every mother and father, hopeful child, inventor and explorer, every teacher of morals, every corrupt politician, every superstar, every supreme leader, every saint and sinner in the history of our species lived there on the mote of dust suspended in a sunbeam. The earth is a very small stage in a vast cosmic arena. Think of the rivers of blood spilled by all those generals and emperors so that in glory and triumph they could become the momentary masters of a fraction of a dot. Think of the endless cruelties visited by the inhabitants of one corner of this pixel on the scarcely distinguishable inhabitants of some other corner. How frequent their misunderstandings. How eager they are to kill one another. How fervent their hatreds. Our posturings, our imagined self-importance, the delusion that we have some privileged position in the universe are challenged by this point of pale light. Our planet is a lonely speck in the great enveloping cosmic dark. In our obscurity, in all this vastness, there is no hint that help will come from elsewhere to save us from ourselves. The Earth is the only world known so far to harbor life. There is nowhere else, at least in the near future, to which our species could migrate. Visit? Yes. Settle? Not yet. Like it or not, for the moment, the Earth is where we make our stand. It has been said that astronomy is a humbling and character-building experience. There is perhaps no better demonstration of the folly of human conceits than this distant image of our tiny world. To me, it underscores our responsibility to deal more kindly with one another and to preserve and cherish the only home we've ever known, the pale blue dot. Please stand as we sing number 304 in the blue book. There are many gifts. There are many gifts, but the same Spirit. There are many works, but the same God. 
And the Spirit gives each as it chooses. Praise the Lord, praise God. Now one has the gift of wisdom, another the calling to speak, one the ability to comfort, another the calling to teach. There are many gifts, but the same Spirit. There are many works, but the same God. And the Spirit gives each as it chooses. Praise the Lord, praise God. The body has many members, yet all work in unity. The church is a body of Christ. and feet. There are many gifts, but the same Spirit. There are many works, but the same God. And the Spirit gives each as it chooses. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Not all are prophets, and not all are called to preach, but all should be There are many gifts, but the same Spirit. There are many works, but the same God. And the Spirit gives each as it chooses. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you. Good morning. Let's take 10 or 15 seconds. Find somebody around you and ask them how their day is going. Thanks. All right, thank you. Sorry, I know that wasn't enough time. Hello, my name is Michael Oyer. I'm a fifth year elementary education major. Uh, I'm from Heston, Kansas, where I lived for the first 20 years of my life. How many of you were just talking about, why in the world is that guy wearing a Heston college shirt here? Anybody? Yeah, thanks, Jordan. <laughs> There's a reason. Um, it's part of my story. So I attended Heston College for two years, um, where I made many amazing relationships. Um, they were formative years for me, where I figured a lot about, figured out a lot about myself, about who I am, um, about who I wanted to be. Um, but I also still had the comfort of my family, and I was able to attend my home church of Whitestone Mennonite while there. After two years at Heston College, I uh, I transferred to the University of Kansas. Um, where I began to feel discomfort and dissatisfaction in my classes. Um, thermodynamics was rough and all those other crazy things you have to learn to be wrong all the time. Sorry, to become a meteorologist. Um, 
So I realized pretty quickly that something was off and I needed to make a change. So um, I went to classes for about 10 weeks and I decided to put my time into the table tennis club team and going to the basketball, home KU basketball games. Um, but I realized this wasn't a sustainable college experience. Um, realizing that the only reason I went to KU was for this program, I realized that I needed to make that change. Um, when I was at KU, I never had friends that regularly attended church. I never went to a church and said, ah, I belong here. Um, and that was difficult. So coupled with that, the lack of friends there and going there because of the meteorology program, I decided to look elsewhere after a semester. I remember talking to Kristen Sleesman um, when I was at Heston College, and she really, she worked so hard to get me to come to Goshen right after Heston. And I had to tell her, sorry, I have to go do this. Um, but at this point, I was now ready to have this opportunity to get back to a small, close-knit campus that offered people, churches, friends, and athletics. So I came to Goshen. Oh, wait, what? Sorry, no, Bluffton was never involved. <clears throat> okay. So I came to Goshen College with what I would say would be somewhat of a spiritual low. Um, not really sure what I wanted, kind of confused. Um, but as I grew to make this campus home, I furthered relationships with many people that I attended Heston with, as well as I built many new relationships with people here at Goshen. And I even started attending East Goshen Mennonite, where I feel closely linked and attend regularly today. When I think about what's helped me grow in my faith, I think back to middle school, to what my youth group pastor, Derek Yoder, said once. He stood up there and he said, relationships, relationships, relationships. And I thought, I have tennis matches to go play. I have soccer games to play. I don't have time for women. <laughs> but, but it stuck with me. Relationships, relationships, relationships. I finally realized, kind of as I got to Heston, and as, especially when I came to Goshen, he wasn't talking about relationships with women. He was talking about relationships with everybody that you meet on a daily basis. Through my experiences, there has been a constant theme that has allowed me to stay close with God, and that is people. The people here are who I am most confident in. Matthew 18, 20 says, for where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. That's how I have felt about many of my interactions and friendships that have come out of my time at Goshen. The people here are who I see God in. The professor the other day that stopped me on, on the sidewalk, I'd never met him before, and he said, hey, how's your day going? I'd never met this guy. The people who drop things and realize you have something you need to say, sometimes serious, sometimes I just want to tell them about this cool tornado that started from fire in Australia, and it caused like EF2 damage. Like, how crazy is that? These are the people who I see God in on this campus. Every so often I get asked the question, do you regret transferring to Goshen? And to be honest, it's not an easy answer. For at least 15 years of my life, I passionately believed I was going to be a meteorologist. But you know, there's one reason that I feel confident and satisfied with my decision to come to Goshen. Relationships, relationships, relationships. I cannot say thanks enough for all the people I have met and the friends that I have made. 
And I would not trade this experience for any job in the world. Um, uh, I also think that I have a bright future. And that goes for you all as well. This is because I've seen the people of this university or this college. I've seen the professors. I've had those experiences. And I believe that everyone can have a positive experience when you interact with others. Um, 20 years from now, I'm going to remember storming the court when Eric Zerker beat Iwu to send us to the conference championship in tennis. I'm going to remember watching the women's basketball team in the rec as they continued on their final four run. I'm going to remember night of the RFCs or intramurals, but all these things were the way they were because of people, because of you all. You all make Goshen College what it is. I will never forget Goshen College because the people are Goshen College. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I feel very privileged, very happy to be with all of you here this morning. I received the invitation from Pastor Bob and I, and I took it right away because I feel that it's necessary to talk about the great things that God has done in my life as well with all of you. I want to start by reading a verse from the Bible, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. I'm about to tell you about the least important things about me. My name is Julio Rivera. I was born and raised in Mexico, uh, the state of Hidalgo, really close to Mexico City. Mexico is definitely a very, a very, very beautiful country for all of those that have had the chance to visit. You know it's true. But I feel really, really happy to, to be part of this community now, to be here in Goshen. I was able to be part of the organizational leadership program, and I'm very excited for coming to graduation very soon. I had the privilege to share the classroom with great, wise, experienced people. I believe that this journey at Goshen College has been a very challenging journey, but also a great opportunity to grow in my personal faith. John chapter 11, 40, then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? This cuts my attention a lot in a way that it is a thousand times easier to tell someone to believe than actually believe it yourself. When someone finds um, themselves in problems or in trouble, it's easier for you to go and say, believe keep going. You can do this. But when you're the one that is going through the problem or the obstacle, it's very hard for you to believe and to apply that faith. My story, as a matter of fact, is very different from all of yours. But today I can tell you one thing. I believe that I have found my faith, not in my human strength, not in my human intelligence, but in Jesus Christ. Philippians 4.13 tells me that I can do all things through Jesus Christ. 
During my career, there were weak moments where insecurity tried to shake my spirit many times. Many thoughts from the past that tried to discourage and overwhelm me. But it was only through Jesus Christ that I was able to find victory. I personally believe that life is made out of two important decisions. One is the one moment when you decide to make a mistake and fall. And the second one is when you decide to make a mistake. It's when you decide to stand up, learn from that mistake, and keep moving forward. To conclude, I am very happy to be able to get closer to graduation. Um, I was able to transfer from Ivy Tech, and I'm not part of the traditional faculty or traditional student. But what I can tell you is that if you believe in yourself, everything is possible. Um, there is someone that has the power to calm storms, and that's Jesus Christ. When you find yourself in storms, he will always be there with you. We all have a favorite song, especially all those music lovers. For me, it was Walk by Faith by Jeremy Kemp. That song was the boost, the energy boost that reminds me all the time that God has always a better plan. Even when people around you do not believe in you, God will always believe in you. That's why I choose this song, What by Faith, by Jeremy Kemp. Thank you.
close with a time of blessing for our seniors, so if all seniors could stand where they are, and then everyone else join in um, by reading the bold words on this slide. May you be blessed with courage for your journey, that fear may never keep you from exploring new paths. May you be blessed with hope, that you may never May you be blessed with goodness, that in you strangers may find a generous friend. May you be blessed with laughter, that you may never take yourself too seriously. May you be blessed with curiosity, that you may always desire to seek out the mystery of faith. May you be blessed with gratitude, that you may see all of life as a gift. May you be blessed with remembrance of one another and your time together here, for there is forever a thread woven through your spirit connecting you with us and this place. May you be blessed in knowing that you are loved and that we who love you are full of joy as we celebrate your life in our midst and your dreams to come. Amen. Go in peace.